This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A date gone wrong lawsuit. A long overdue honor. Sorry, hope this six-pack makes up for my break-in. Every cub ever, starting with the letter L. And Rick's brush with Michael Douglas. All that and unlimited tangents and some bonus snoring audio on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hello, Rick Hemford, Dave Stern on hand for another episode of Minutia Men. Dave, are you there? I am there, Rick, and and you are very uh, uh, gregarious, and it sounds like you're very awake. Are you totally... I took a nap. Uh, oh, oh, you did? Okay. I took a nap, yeah. <laughs> Around eleven o'clock, I just crashed. I don't, you know, you know. I, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how I went on this. I took this sleep study at mm-hmm. the hospital, and uh, they told me that I don't have sleep apnea to the extent that it's considered, you know, a dangerous situation. Um, but I do snore a lot, and I and I downloaded this app called the Snore Lab. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, no. No. <laughs> so <laughs> what you do is uh, you, you put your phone next to your bed when you sleep, and it records your snoring. And then at the end of the night, it gives you an update. Or, you know, in the morning, it gives you an update of how much you've snored. And yeah, let me call it up here. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Let's uh, see. Wait. Yeah. Uh, l- l- to to go back, so you 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 have sleep apnea, to sleep apnea, but not really sleep apnea. So you're like a C student sleep apnea guy. Well, kind of- all right. So last night I slept uh, five hours and fifty three minutes, which that's is not enough. No, it's not, not enough. Time snoring three hours and fifteen minutes. Wow, wow. So you're at sixty percent, if not more. You're basically fifty five percent. That's a at, that's an 83 snore score for those of you keeping track at home. Um, but right at 5 a.m., I think I can play this for you. At Right at 5 a.m., it so it, it characterizes your snoring at three different stages. You get mild, loud, or epic. And I'm usually at the mild level, but yeah. at 5 a.m., it was epic. And epic. it doesn't sound like snoring to me. It sounds like I'm about to die. Or you want to hear it? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, hang on. I hope it I hope it works. Hold on. <laughs> that you. is not you. It is. I swear to God, that's me. How do I turn this off now? Yeah. Dude, this is the podcast. I, I mean, can you believe that? What uh, I think is funny is that uh, I'm married now for 25 years. Yeah. And my wife is the greatest sleeper ever. She has no problem sleeping through this at all, ever. You, you've got the one human being that would not be offended by your snoring. How did you manage that? I, I'm offended by it. I, you know, <laughs> I just, I never heard it before. You can't hear yourself snoring. No one ever hears themselves snoring. So now, if you talked in your sleep, does it record that as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot to listen. I wonder if it also it captures flatulence. 
<laughs> I would sure. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, would, right? I mean, it's a it's a recording device. And I've been around you. You have epic. <laughs> not mild, not loud. <laughs> right, right. You have epic. <laughs> well, that's good. So now, what happens now? Do you down? Do you tell your your sleepologist about this? Do you down? I mean, what um, what do you do? now all right so you've known me since 1981 or 82 take yeah. a guess at what I, how i'm going to handle this situation you're not going to do anything that's exactly right <laughs> that is what i'm going to do <laughs> but now you know and plus did you feel kind of i don't know proud when hey i got a snore score of 83 well that ain't bad i've been kind of disappointed the first three or four nights that i recorded myself i was nowhere near epic i had not reached epic I was like, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm like an amateur. Yeah, come on, Rick, bear down. The, be- uh, the you know, it's usually snoring like twenty percent of the night or twenty five percent of the night. I do that. Uh, on my this head. is a fifty fiver last night. Now, do you have you made a chart like how much alcohol you drank beforehand and how much you snore during the? Night? Yes, you can. T- you can. Uh, it's one of the factors you you factor in. Uh, li- lists of bunch of things that you can do. Like, did you take a nap? Uh, did you uh, have any alcohol? Did you? You know, uh, there's like four or five. Th- I always check them all. Check them all because because <laughs> <laughs> it's true probably. Uh, Although I didn't well, have anything to drink at all last night, and fifty five percent of my night snoring. Um. What? Um. Do you want me to sneak? You know, we're going to be at this event on Sunday with John Records Landecker. Yeah. You want you want me to sneak sneak you a couple of Ambien and see how that affects your sleep score or your snore score? I've been afraid to take sleeping pills my whole life. You, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, the drug dependency probably not good. I would imagine. Although you but, know, maybe just as an experiment to to see how it affects the snoring. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I could be possibly saving your life here with Ambien. Okay, yeah. Now, S- slip me one. Okay. <laughs> I'll slip you a Mickey. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. It won't good. kill me, right? I mean, I, I'm not going to die. No, I don't think you're going to die. Because I'm going to be really mad at you if you kill me. Um, I don't think you're going to die, but there are some people that take Ambien that like they go downstairs and make themselves an omelet and they don't remember. Things like that. Yeah. Or like drive to the. It's not going to happen to me. <laughs> well, there's a couple instances that like. Rick people... is downstairs watching CNN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and screaming at the television. <laughs> right. You call yourself uh, a president? <laughs> uh, but I mean, there's also been a couple of other instances that people are taking Ambien and they like get in their car and they go to Burger King through the drive through. And they come back and they like wake up the next morning and they don't remember that they went through Burger King. That seems to be their food seems to have some sort hmm. of connection with Ambien. But you'll be fine. Okay, you'll yeah, be fine. I'm a little scared. Maybe I shouldn't do it. No, I'll uh, I'll get you that. I'll I'll get you an Ambien. You don't have to take it, but I'll get you an Ambien. Okay, fair yeah. enough. All right, so you, you got some minutia. Hey, uh, Rick, fire up the Texas jingle. Oh, okay. Here we go. What's wrong with you, Texas? What's wrong with you? I'll tell you what's wrong with Texas. Uh, This is out of Austin. Uh, A man is suing a round rock woman. Actually, that's the town that she is from, not a physical characteristic (laughs) of her. Uh, a A man is suing a round rock woman for texting during a movie date at the Barton Creek Square Theater. According to a petition that was filed in small claims court in Travis County. Yeah, super Brand- small claims court. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Brandon Vesmar, 37, of Austin, filed the claim Thursday against his date. He's asking for $17.31, which was the pr- <laughs> which was the price of the movie ticket. Is that is that expensive? No. When was the last time you went to the movies? I go all the time, but we go we go before noon on Saturdays because okay. that's that's where all the other old people and I'm kids. assuming they're both adults. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was and it, oh and it was a 3D showing too, so 3D costs more, right? What was that. the what was the movie? Does it say uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Okay. There's his first mistake. All right. So the so the 35 year old woman who was reached by phone. Uh, said that she didn't she didn't know about the claim, and she said, "Oh my God!" She said, "This is crazy." Well, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, Vesmar, the guy, uh, owns his own communication consulting company. Like, really, dude? Uh, and he met this woman online. They went on their date May sixth. Well, just like last week, boy, he was he was quick with the litigation. Jeez, um, dude. And, and he said it was a date from hell. They went to you know they went. It doesn't say if he sprung for the popcorn or the or the the goobers or the raisinettes. Apparently I no not because it's not in the uh, it's not in the, <laughs> the total. Court, right, yeah, right. I don't um, want to say the guy's cheap, but she asked for a drink and 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 he sent her to the water fountain. Uh, and um, he says that basically the woman activated her phone at least twenty or thirty times in fifteen minutes to read and send text messages. Okay. Um, he finally got pissed and he said, Hey, Missy, why don't you go out in the lobby? You're, you're aggravating me, but go in the lobby and do, if you have to text, go ahead and do it. So she did. And she never came back <laughs> and he was stranded at the movie theater. Cause he, so he made have- her drive too. Yes. He didn't have a car. So <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so he then texted her afterwards saying, Hey, sweetie, I want my 1731 back. And she said, you know, bite me. Um, and he took her to court. So there you go. Um, and and he runs a communications company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in Texas. Um, and so he for will all the, never get a date again. Right. I was just going to re yeah, for all our ladies out there that may live in Texas, Brandon Vesmar, 37. I think there's a reason why he's not married at age 37. Um, wow. although his date, his date is 35. So I don't know why she isn't married either, but I'm not judging. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, so, that's a bad one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is. Uh, he, he makes every guy look bad. Oh, I know. But all, although in comparison, how great we are. That's in true. Comparison. That's so there true. you go. So that's my little minutia there. Okay, I got some for you. And this is, is a, I, you know, what's the opposite of minutia? Maxusha. Uh, epic. Epic. Epic knowledge. <laughs> Epic knowledge. Um, but uh, our old friend, my old uh, boss and mm-hmm. buddy, John Records Landecker, had a big week this week. He mm-hmm. was nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame. So wanted to congratulate John, who is very deserving. And I can't believe he's not in there yet. I, I was going to say that. How can they not have him? That's like, uh, is it Brett Saberhagen that's not in the... Uh, baseball Hall of Fame. Well, he doesn't deserve to be in there. Brett Saberhagen, or not Brett Saber, or Split Splitorf, or Splitorf. No, there, there's a. What there's are you a living Mex- in Kansas City? <laughs> um, I don't know. Wait, there's who's the Minnesota Rose, guy? Maybe. Oh, Jack, how about Jack Morris? Okay, is, uh, there's a Minnesota pitcher that should be in, and he's not in. 
Uh, is that you, him? You're thinking of Burt Blylevin. That's it. Burt Blylevin. He's That's in it. now. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, right. so John is going to be in too. And, you know, actually, they they had a public posting of, you know, people could go in and nominate somebody. And I went in to look to see who was in the Hall of Fame just because I write about radio for the Illinois Entertainer. And I, and I was actually surprised to see that John wasn't in there. Like, yeah. what? in? The, so I, I was one of the people that submitted his name. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. But uh, let me read what uh, Mr. Uh, Feeder wrote about him in uh, the Daily Herald, his new newspaper. John Records Landecker, an iconic Chicago radio personality since the 1970s, has been nominated for induction into the National Radio Hall of Fame. It's his first time on the ballot for induction in the Chicago Bay Shrine to radio's greatest performers and programs. Landecker, 70, I'm sure he loves seeing that print, <laughs> is one of four nominees and the only Chicagoan in the longstanding local regional category. Winners will be announced on June 26th. The induction ceremony is November 2nd at Museum of Broadcast Communications, and we absolutely have to be there for that, don't you think? Well, yeah, only if he gets inducted. If he doesn't, then... I mean, do, do any of these people not make it then? Or Well, he's up against get, four other people in that category. Um, but I looked at the list. If he's not the one chosen, there's something wrong with this Radio Hall of Fame. But anyway, um, you know, Steve and Gary were nominated a few years ago. And I was also their producer for many years. And I thought about going so, to the, when they got inducted. But I don't know if you remember this. Stephen Gary got into was, a huge fight. Yeah, of course. And didn't they want like 800 bucks for you to go or something? 350 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I love yeah, them, but not 350 bucks worth. No, right. They're not worth 175 each either. I mean, if you had a two for one sale, forget it. Um, and then Steve the, didn't even go or Gary. One of the two didn't even go. The um, so when is it? November what is the induction? November second. Okay. And we All can right. talk to John about it this weekend because we're going to be appearing with him from nine to noon um, in Hillside mm-hmm. at uh, the Chicagoland Record Collectors Mart. He's going to be signing and selling copies of his book, uh, mm-hmm. co-written by me. Records truly mm-hmm. is my middle name. Is the name of the book. And you were at this record show with Bobby Scafish last time, right? When we oh, yeah. when we did this, oh, it's, that's a it's dangerous great. place for me to go. <laughs> oh, it's uh, you're right. I mean, it's you go to any one of these tables and you just flip through and you're like, oh, I need this one. I need this one. I, I need know. this one. It's all and, vinyl. It's fantastic. Yeah. I've never seen so many records, and I and I cannot wait to go. It's going to be from nine to noon this coming weekend on Sunday morning, May twenty first. What I so. also love about what I love about this uh, event, we are actually the younger demographic there. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I feel like oh look at this, look at I'm a kid. Look at all these old guys here. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's the, what they say when they see us. <laughs> well, I uh, I still like. Come on, throw me a bone, would you? All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, you got I, any? Uh, yeah, any I'm gonna read you the I'm gonna read you the headline. Oh wait, you I got a, We got another jingle. I'm okay. about to play the jingle now, Dave. Okay. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. And they're not really jingles, as it turns out. They're just audio clips. But all right, go ahead. All right, I'm going to tell you what the headline is, and you tell me what country you think this um, news news item is from. Man leaves apology beer and polite note after drunkenly trying to break into an apartment. <laughs> okay, so all right. All right. Beer, beer. polite. 
polite. All right, so it's either Australia or Canada. Okay. Um, well, you're right. It's Canada. Caitlin, Hi- Caitlin Hines said a drunk man attempted to enter her North End apartment on May 5th, insisting a friend was staying at the, par- the, at the apartment. Uh, after she sent him on his way and said, hey, there, no, uh, your, your friend's not here. Um, he came back a few minutes later and started to try to pick the lock of the apartment. This guy was wasted. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. So he's trying to pick the lock thinking that it was like a prank or, you know, uh, come or, on, or man, whatever. let me in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, hey, not funny anymore. Hey, there, let cold. me in. Uh, you know, yikes, cripes. <laughs> right. Even though it's June, it's really cold here in Canada. Come on, let's go. So, um, or May. Um, so he tried to pick the lock. Or, or, and so, and then finally they're like, Hey, get the hell out of here or we're going to call the police. Now think about it. The guy comes once, gets belligerent, comes back, and then they're like, okay, one more time, I'm calling the police. You know, very polite in Canada. <laughs> so he, a couple days later, he realized his his error, and he wrote a um, he wrote a, a, a note and left a six-pack of beer. Let me read you the note. Hey, fellas, I'm the guy who was relentlessly and very drunkenly trying to get into your house last night. It turns out Danderson's place was upstairs. I love the name Danderson. It's, 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 it's like Fargo. What was yeah. Fargo? Uh, uh, Gunderson. Gunderson. Gunderson, right. Turns out Danderson's place was upstairs. You know, you're the accent guy. I wish. Uh, I'm I, sorry. Yeah. Oh, by the way, somebody uh, either tweeted or emailed saying loved the accent. Oh, by the good. way. That's yeah. good. Um, um it turns out Danderson's place was upstairs. I hope it doesn't reflect poorly on him. God, this guy's the nicest guy in the world. Saying, <laughs> I, I, "I hope you don't." You know, he's cool um, that he is that he has such an asshole friend such as myself. Anyway, I sincerely apologize for waking you up and being so disorderly in the middle of the night. Please accept this six pack of average tasting beer as a token of my appreciation. <laughs> Take care, Cliff. Now here's the here's the P.S. P.S. I walked like eight kilometers to some random girl's house after all that. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. So is this guy saying that he went and got had sex with some random woman after this? Is that what he's is that what he's kind of intimating here? I don't know. You you lost me at the average tasting beer. <laughs> right. Uh, um, it so, doesn't say the brand, does it? Uh, hold on. Alexander Keith. Have you ever heard of Alexander no. Keith? No. Well, I'm not um, going to try it anymore either if I ever run into it because it's only average tasting. But, you know, I just love the fact that this Canadian <laughs> felt bad. You know, uh, the, the polite Canadians didn't, you know, call the fuzz on him initially. They're like, okay, give him one more chance. And then I, we got to move to Canada. Have you ever done anything like that? Tried to get into somebody else's house? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I got a... Uh, I have a story that's kind of like this, and it's about one of your old girlfriends. Would you like me to tell oh, you this? Oh, no. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Tina. Remember Tina, one yeah. of your girlfriends? Yes. Uh, me, Scott, and Tina were – this is while we were in college, and we were out at a bar. It was it was over the summer, and we ended up getting a little overserved, I want to <laughs> say. Uh-huh. So Tina, who was staying at a friend's house over the summer because she was not – she was just visiting for the weekend or – you know, whatever over the summer, didn't quite remember what apartment she was staying at. I mean, she kind of, she knew what building it was, but she couldn't remember if it was the first, second, third floor or whatever. So I mean, me and Scott had to get rid of her. 
I mean, it's like, you know, come on. I, you know, and so we wanted to make sure that she got home okay, but we didn't have all night. So we found a uh, we found an apartment that had the door open in a floor that she thought it was and we just say okay this is it so we opened the door kind of pushed her into the apartment closed it up and ran away so i'm i'm, I'm fairly sure it was the right apartment <laughs> but well, i don't know but you have no idea yeah and i'm not asking she's a facebook friend but i am not going to ask okay so so that's close as i ever came to the, i that. actually had some a similar thing happen to me one time but it, and i was it was uh, involving a car, right? I was in a parking lot at Woodfield Mall, uh-huh. and you know, I'm like, I couldn't get into my car. I'm like, right, sticking the the uh, the key in, it won't turn. Yeah. I'm hitting the button. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like jamming it. I'm looking at like, can I? I'm looking for a hanger, any anything <laughs> I can get the stupid car. I'm like slamming the door, like, damn it, what's wrong with this key? And this guy walks up to me, and goes, "What are you doing in my car? <laughs> was it Shaq? I just have a vision. It was like Shaq. Uh, what are you yeah. doing? Like, oh, oh my God! I swear to God, I have one that looks exactly like this somewhere around here. Uh, and I could, I could tell how, uh, I mean, how this could possibly happen to me too. What you just described, because whenever I go to a shopping mall, I never know where I park. Yeah, me neither. Because we're both morons. I, every freaking time I go to one, don't you think that I would remember? Like, oh, you know what? I really should remember where I park. Never. I never remember where I park. You want to know? Uh, this is this is my line. You can feel free to steal it, but uh, this is a, a common thing. This is what I say to my my wife. It's a common thing among creative geniuses, right? Right. That uh, you know, we're always in our own mind. We're you know, we're we're conjuring up magic of some kind. Uh, some yeah, sort got- of like brilliance is about to come in, and we don't have time for little. Little thing, little matters like uh, where is the car parked? <laughs> yeah, we've got a thirty, we've got a thirty-four minute podcast every week. Every, every week. week, yeah. Come on, <laughs> right? I can't be, I can't be worried about your birthday, our anniversary, where the car is parked. Yeah, we've got, we've got the podcast. All right. So there you go. All, All right. right, it's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So Dave, last week we went over uh, every Cub ever with the letter F and uh, I was just looking at the uh, website today and uh, the latest thing up there is every cub ever with the letter L. Oh, tell me. Oh, would you like to learn more about that? Because there are four Hall of Famers uh, that were cubs that uh, have that started with an L. Okay. Uh, There's a broadcaster. There's a famous trainer, a left-handed catcher. The most obscure cub to pitch a no-hitter. The only cub born on leap day. A 1908 cub plus two of my favorite nicknames, Peanuts and Dummy. Well, you just gave away Peanuts Lowry. Right. Right, Peanuts Okay, that Lowry. guy. Um, anybody that I would know... So the in, no the the Hall of Famers are uh, Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis, who actually okay. was not a Cub, but he was a Cub fan and uh, a Chicago guy. Loved loved the Cubs. Tony Larusa, who we've discussed previously, was on the Cubs for one day. Uh, Tony Lazari or Lazari or I forget how you pronounce his name, but he was mainly a great player with the New York Yankees. But the last year of his career was with the uh, 1938 Cubs. And Freddie Lindstrom, 
who was also mostly known for being on other teams, but uh, finished up his career with the Cubs and was on the 1935 World Series team. Wasn't Mountain Landis, he had something to do with the 1919. Yeah, he was the first commissioner. He's the one that, uh, that banned the White, the White Sox forever. So how can a commissioner be a fan? Does well, he, he was a fan before he became the commissioner. But he also okay. kind of looked the other way when the Cubs were accused of <laughs> of doing stuff the season before. Right. So it's he was a he was a he was a Sox hating Cub fan. Yeah, probably. Yeah, prob- oh, that's a bunch of crap. So uh, let me tell you the story about the left-handed catcher because if you think about this, there there really are no left-handed catchers. Uh, but on August twentieth, nineteen fifty-eight, the Cubs had two catchers, uh, Mo Thacker. Uh, no, they had three catchers, Mo Thacker, Cal Neiman, and Sammy Taylor. But on this particular day, Mo Thacker got sick and he was in the hospital. Uh, Cal Neiman and Sammy Taylor both played in the game. And then Neiman got kicked out. So he was the last catcher, right? Neiman? Neiman? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so Cubs manager Bob Sheffing had to put their first baseman in to play catcher, and his name was Dale Long. He became the first left-handed catcher in baseball in more than 50 years. And there wasn't another one until a White Sox player did it in 1980. Do you remember who left that was? Hand, I'm thinking left-handed catcher, 1980. He was the first baseman for the White Sox, too. Essien? Mike Squires. Mike Squires. Mike Squires. All right. Hey, why is, it, why is it that there are no left-handed catchers? Is it because... To throw to first well, base, or because, is it just a quirk Because of most batters are right-handed, and if, you, if you're throwing left-handed, you're throwing right into uh, the batter. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, just uh, like there are not many left-handed shortstops. I guess that's true, because then you have to throw a little further, right? I yeah. mean... You're just you're facing the wrong way. Dummy Lynch, by the way, is the guy named Dummy. He, uh, I don't know why, he was called Dummy. Because he was a war hero. He was a paratrooper in World War II. And after his baseball career, uh, he became a practicing attorney. So he wasn't that much of a dummy. And then the final, no. the last one here is uh, the the most obscure no-hitter in Cubs history was done by a guy named Jimmy Lavender on August 31st, 1915. Pitched a no-hitter in the first game of a doubleheader against the Giants. Walked one, struck out eight. That was the last season the Cubs played in Westside Grounds. They went to uh, Wrigley Field the next year for the first time. And that's all I have for it. That's some pretty obscure crap. <laughs> it is time for our final feature. Uh, Dave uh, is coming back. Are you there, David? Dave is uh, call dropped, it says. So Dave will be checking back with us. So we do have time to play the jingle. This is the portion of the show where Dave has to reach in and pull out a celebrity name. So let's play the uh, audio clip. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, now in order to do this, I'm going to have to call Dave on Skype while we were on the air. Check this out. All right, here we go. Calling him on Skype because his call, his call dropped out. This is called Grace Under Pressure for those of you at home trying to figure out how to become a professional someday. 
Um, it is not connecting. So. He's back online. I see a little online light there. So Dave was completely kicked offline. This is what happens uh, in his neighborhood. And there he's calling. I uh, I was just doing a like a two-step. Uh, hello, are you there, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi. Hey, that was fun. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, I just blinked out, and yeah. it said that, and it said. On my little screen, it said Rick Kemper online, online, and then it said offline, and then back online. So, may wow. it could have it could have been you. All right, you want to just start with? Uh... No, no, we're still going. This this thing's rolling, baby. <laughs> okay, all right, great. All right, go on. I, so what, I, we already did the celebrity potpourri thing. Yeah, you can reach in and pick out a name. Uh, Michael Douglas. Wow, you were ready quickly with that one. Well, I had already done it because I knew it was the next thing until we got okay. So Michael Douglas appeared on uh, John Landecker show. We talked about John earlier, John Landecker show back in, uh, I want to say the late nineties. And he was a big, big star, maybe one of the biggest movie stars in the world at that time. Oh, Wall Street. And right before we were about to go on the air, the uh, producer or the, you know, the, I guess it was like a producer of some type, the person, the publicist that was with him, said, by the way, he will not talk about the sex scenes in any of his movies. Come on, that's all you got, right? You <laughs> well, probably, you probably you know, that was all that you had, probably. Well, I'll tell you, John and I had, had put together a uh, a sex quiz for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, that was uh, that was the bit that we had prepared. And I went through all of the, uh, the movies that uh, either myself or Vinny went through all of his his sex scenes and we recorded just the sound of them, you know, making out or, you know, right. or more. And and then we were going to have him try to identify which, which one was, which, which, uh, which star that was that he was, uh, having sex Necking with. Yeah. yeah. And as I walked in to tell John this and John looks at me and goes, yeah, we're doing the sex quiz. <laughs> so Michael Douglas walks in <clears throat> And John immediately just launches right into it. And and Michael Douglas seemed totally cool with it. He was oh. totally fine with it. And as a matter of fact, we had a scene from Basic Instinct where he was, uh, you know, with Sharon Stone. Then we right, had one right. with Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. For sure. And then we had one with Demi Moore who was in... Uh, Oh, what's that movie? The the sex harass the reverse sex harassment movie. Oh yeah, um, whatever whatever movie whatever, that was. Whatever. So it was, we, whatever. but you, at no point did you hear their voices other than them moaning, right? Right. It was yeah. just the moaning, and we played all three clips, and he immediately guessed all three of them. Boom! Boom! Oh, that one's Sharon. That one's Glenn. That one's <laughs> me. Done. And afterwards, he he was laughing. He thought it was hilarious. So that'll show those publicists not to try to not not to try to hold down their men. So this was done in late nineties, is that what you said? Yeah. So it wasn't like the internet where you're going on YouTube and and splicing it, right? You had to rent all the movies or no, that's right. Video? That's right, Dave. I was uh I I was a workaholic in those days. 
And it was it was really hard. That was grueling. I had to watch all the, all these sex yeah, scenes. All the sex scenes. I swear uh, to God, honey, I need this for yeah. work. Right, right. Uh, well, they, uh, Michael Douglas always appeared to me to be a good guy. I like a good Michael Douglas story, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's what has he done lately? Uh, well, he's still married to Catherine Zeta-Jones, so I think he... Didn't he have, like, throat cancer or something? Yeah, yeah. He's had some rough times. Um, and I think his... Is Kirk Douglas still alive? I think he's uh, suffering through dementia right now or something like well, that. So, Well, he has got to be really, really old. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. wasn't he Spartacus? He was Spartacus, yes. Um, the, um, yeah, the, um, okay. Well, if you there like you the with Rick and Dave, else. then uh, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Um, what, 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 what's catching your fantasy or your fancy these fantasy. days? Dave? Yeah. Um, I want you to say this show title three times real fast. Okay. The master debaters, <laughs> master debaters, master debaters, master <laughs> debaters. Uh, it's, a, um, I, first time I had listened to them, um, just a few this past, uh, weekend. I, well, it's great. It is, uh, uh, it is, um, this episode had, the return of the uh, this this guy named Sean, who is just absolutely hilarious, um, and it's called the Master Debaters. So I would definitely think okay. that everybody should turn in right now. Great talk radio isn't dead; it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com, and we're also on Twitter. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, we'll be at a golf outing uh, to celebrate uh, the uh, Bill and Ted Foundation. I mean, Bill and Ted. Bill and Tom Foundation. Yeah, Keanu Reeves will be there. And yes, the other exactly. Guy, his name is. Uh, uh, my I son, Sean, just got home and the dog's and, going crazy. Uh, I will be dressed up as a mime. Yes, you will be dressed up as a mime. So if you're coming out to this event, which is maybe one of the greatest uh, golf outings ever, we'll give you a full recap of what happens at this thing because it's it's almost impossible to believe. Uh, I'll be the mime. And Dave will mime for you. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Man. The Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Los Anno or Los, Los Anno and Friends... Here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, and most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything.
anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, right. but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what very saying. few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys, I mean, there, literally, there are guys that, you know, Tom Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid? We can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausanne or whatever it's called.